It's been described as the sting in the tail of the pandemic. But how much do we really know about long COVID? Long COVID exists. It's real. But we just simply need to acknowledge that condition and manage that condition positively for the time being as as a chronic ill health. Coming up, what health experts know about the condition and what they don't know, the impact it's having on the workplace and what employers need to do to adapt. Long COVID, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. More than 600 million coronavirus infections have been recorded so far around the world, and close to six and a half million deaths. But the pandemic has had an impact even wider than the lives lost, with many millions more struggling with an extraordinary range of problems weeks or months after their brush with COVID. Estimates of exactly how many people are affected by what's become known as long COVID vary from 1 in 20 to 1 in 3 of all those infected with the virus. For some, it can be devastating, profoundly debilitating and life-changing. And of course, it is having a huge impact in the workplace. One study found that nearly half of employers have had staff with long COVID, and for one in four businesses, it is a leading cause of sickness absences. Dr. Olivia Lowe is International SOS's Group Medical Director for Occupational Health Services. And when I spoke to him, I started by asking him to explain exactly what we mean by long COVID. It's defined by the WHO as an individual having a history after having a COVID of symptoms that usually took place three months from the onset of the first COVID symptoms that is lasting for at least two months and that cannot be explained by any other diagnosis. And that last point is critical. There is a consensus for the definition right now that may change. You were describing what constitutes long COVID. What do we know about it? And I suppose, crucially, what don't we know about it yet? Well, there are a few things we know. The scientific and health mainstream community now agree that it's real. It does exist. There was a lot of criticism before and doubt. What we don't understand yet exactly is the why, where all these symptoms are coming from. What we, we, the scientists say is, is that long COVID is likely related to an ongoing and complex dysregulation of our immune system. This overreaction seems to be temporary, but the problem, it can last for a long time, weeks, months. We've seen publication of years. We don't know quite yet why all this is happening the way it is developing. So what are the most common symptoms? And also, what's the range of severity of those symptoms of people who are affected by long COVID? You have a very wide range of symptoms. The common symptoms you probably have seen it in, in, in the press, you know, includes fatigue, shortness of breath, memory concentration issues, we call that brain fog, sleep problems, persistent cough for months, chest pain, loss of smell or taste as well. It may go to depression and anxiety and all a long list of other symptoms having an impact on everyday functioning. The problem is when you put that all together, you have a total of more than 200 symptoms that may qualify 
for the symptoms of long COVID. These symptoms may also fluctuate. They may go up, down, relapse over time. Last year, the uh, Belgium agency, the KCE, it's a federal knowledge center for healthcare in, in Belgium, they, they had a very interesting publication, a, a massive number of people including in their studies. And they realized that the long COVID seems to affect mainly the 35 to 69 years old people. So the most people affected are of working age. So the potential economic impact is not, is not trivial. And several studies have shown as well that women are more commonly affected than men, but it's not known why at this stage. There are huge variations in the estimates of how many people are affected. What proportion of people who are infected with coronavirus go on to develop long COVID? What, what's our best guess of those numbers? Well, I think no one is really sure, <laughs> Paul, at this stage. The UK studies estimate between 5 to 36, 5 to 36 percent of people recovering from COVID still experience symptoms weeks and months after the infection. At the other end of the spectrum, when you look at North America, especially the US, they're not talking about 5 to 36 percent. They're talking about 5 to 50 percent after COVID having uh, symptoms that would match long COVID WHO definition. So we think it's big, but it's probably everyone or anyone guess, you know, what, what is the right real number of long COVID worldwide. You mentioned earlier that a significant proportion of those affected by long COVID are within the working age population. So it's not surprising that it's had a huge impact on workplaces. Yes, absolutely. And the, the impact on long COVID on the general health, uh, we think is, is significant when, uh, and that's important, when it's challenging the normal functioning of the daily living activities. 45%, 45% of patients around the world with long COVID had probably uh, reduced their work schedule compared to the period before they got sick. And 22% were not working at all. Sick leave, dismissal or resignation. So it's not necessarily an issue of people malingering or avoiding work. That's not what we're seeing. It's rather an issue of people being affected by long-lasting symptoms, disturbing their functional daily living activities, and that is having an impact on their work. Lots of companies will have a system in place for dealing with employees who have long-term illnesses or disabilities. Are those systems that you can adapt for employees who then get long COVID? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Paul. There is a system that can be adapted for long COVID. You know, the return to work process that needs the involvement of several stakeholders, actually four key stakeholders. You know, the first one is the recovering worker, employee, of course. Number two is the employer, essentially the HR, the human resource. Three is a line manager, very important person. And the last one, four, is the, the health professional. You know, the occupational health professional play a, a key role in bridging between all these actors. So an organization really face a challenge if the above four key stakeholders are not aligned in their return to work process for long COVID. What are the specific challenges then for employers as they, as they try to draw up a return to work plan, something that will work for the business and the individual when that individual is presenting with long COVID symptoms? The first specific challenge is awareness and a conducive, tolerant policy of the organization. There may be lack of access to health services for people with long COVID. 
and a lack of knowledge amongst the health professional as well about the condition. And the ARC health services and human resources are well placed you know, to inform, educate and coordinate these efforts. The second really type of specific challenges for long COVID, it is around the return to work process itself. You know, you have three work streams. You know, the first one, it's uh, what is really, really important for long COVID is what we call early intervention, integration and rehabilitation. For instance, you need for long COVID a referral to a relevant specialist. You can't just sit tight and wait. Uh, the treatment of symptoms needs to be managed early. Peer support, multidisciplinary approach, all that is early, early, early. Number two is really a good support understanding of the employers, the line manager and the HR. You need to review their job role and consider for each case of an individual, agree what type of support, what type of barriers needs to be removed in order for them to progressively come back to work. And the last but not least is a planning, early planning for a return to work. This condition has similar characteristics of many chronic health problems. The symptoms are fluctuating. There is very often a mental health component. The diagnosis is not very clear and often is an unknown prognosis. You know, when uh, the employer is asking, well, how long this will last? And we're not sure. You need to pace this, you know, to review the plan on a regular basis and to have a, a participation of this employer, line manager, HR, in order to bring these people slowly, gradually uh, back to work. What about the legal position? There are some countries who recognize long COVID as an occupational disease, but others don't. And then there is also disagreement over whether it should be counted as a disability. Ah, yes, Paul. I think you're referring to a recent legal case. There was a first of its kind in the UK where a plaintiff, uh, an employee, won his case at an employment tribunal to consider his long COVID symptoms as a disability after contracting COVID, he did not return to the workplace and he was later dismissed by his employer. The UK ruling indicates that the employee suffering from long COVID could have a disability provided that their symptoms meet the definition under that piece of legislation. And that was the case here and can receive and should receive protection from unlawful discrimination. This is under the UK law. But many countries do have similar disability discrimination legislation or employment equality legislation. This is uh, clearly signaling something new to employers. They need really to take care when managing such employees as well to reduce the risk of unlawfully discriminating against them on the ground of disability status. Just lastly, governments all over the world increasingly now are saying that people have to learn to live with COVID, to return to a kind of normality that accepts that the virus is around. Does that mean that we also have to learn to live with long COVID? And what would that look like? The answer is, I think, yes, but I would not make it that dramatic. You know, on a, on a positive note, I think that time is probably working in our favor for this one. Uh, much needs to be discovered uh, yet understood about long COVID, moving from a treating symptoms status today to treating the root cause of long COVID. But I'm hopeful that uh, we'll get there not too long in the future. So long COVID exists. It's real. But we just simply need to acknowledge 
that condition and manage that condition positively for the time being as as a chronic ill health, you know, from an occupational health and employment perspective. Dr. Olivier Lowe, Group Medical Director for Occupational Health Services at International SOS. Well, at our website, internationalsos.com, you can find all the latest information and alerts related to the pandemic around the world. And don't forget, you can always get in touch with us either online or via our network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye.